Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, we're back. The Unsuckable Podcast. Um, this is going to be a, a quick one, guys. Uh, really quick. Champions League preview with a little bit of news from the weekend um, sprinkled in. Um, looking forward to these Champions League fixtures. And um, someone who is definitely going to look forward to it because his team is still in it is Adrian Sosa. Adrian, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. I am very much looking forward to this game. I wasn't looking forward to it, and you guys can to attest to it. I was very much a scared boy when I saw that we were drawn against Ajax, but I'm, I'm getting some belief. Now watch, this is the moment where I get the belief and then I just go crumbling down. I know it's coming. Yeah, you, Benfica um, is one of those teams that do well at home, and then when they go away, mm-hmm. they get smashed, right? Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can feel it coming, and the recent results have not been great. So, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Could be a Salzburg scenario. Hey, uh, no, no, no. Don't, don't speak about this. Don't speak about this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But yeah, um, someone whose team is no longer in Europe, uh, but in action this week, is Borussia Dortmund. And Josh, uh, how's it going? You, you're ready to close the gap to Bayern Munich to just four points? Or is this one of those scenarios where they're just going to fall on their face again? I, I, I mean, it'd be very Dortmund-like to close the gap to get it as close as you possibly can to, to get every Dortmund fan right back into it and then collapse. So I'm expecting a, a good a good game midweek. I'm expecting a victory. I'm expecting us to potentially even get to within one point at some point and then and then fall off because that's just kind of how, how Dortmund is now. But seriously, I'm excited to be back. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of the Champions League games. There's a lot of fixtures that I got my eye on. I I know, I, like, I'm pretty sure, but just looking at the first legs that that Ajax-Benfica match is going to be something special. And uh, I'll be I'll be there for Adrian in case things don't go his way. That's the emotional support of the channel. That's what we're here for. I absolutely love to hear that. And I was just thinking, you know, when I was looking at the standings and, you know, Bruce Dortmund could close the gap and it's not too far between the two, Bayern and Bruce Dortmund. Can you imagine like what happens to Julian Nagelsmann if with all of this sort of disarray at times for Bruce Dortmund, Bayern end up blowing it and Bruce Dortmund end up winning? What happens to the man at that point? Well, then they lose their best defender too, right, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Man- Manuel would have saw over the weekend that that back four had, I mean, Twitter was just having just a laugh, having pass like at right back, Schultz at left back, Emery Chan dropping back in, with a Prongacic. So, I mean, it, it wasn't pretty, yet they still found a way to get it in. I, I don't know. I, I Again, I'm not holding my breath because I've seen this time and time again. Bayern, when it when 
are pushed their backs against the wall, they turn up. You saw it against Salzburg. I just, I don't know, but it makes that match because Dortmund didn't take on Bayern in Bayern one more, one more, or in Munich one more time. So that'll be an interesting one. Yeah. And uh, Bayern is the correct thing to say, Josh, because the stadium is in the outskirts, the outskirts of Munich. Okay, good. Um, okay. Everyone, knows Munich. <laughs> everyone knows Munich is actually blue. So, um, but that's a completely different story. Um, let's talk about the Champions League. Uh, the first game, Man United against Atletico Madrid. Um, I'm going to go to you, Adrian, because your man, Cristiano Ronaldo, scored a hat-trick on the weekend. My man? Yeah, I mean, I guess he is. He's Portuguese, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, go on. <laughs> but um, the real story about Man United is that... Um, who's the guy that plays throw ball? He's quite good at it. Won a bunch of ring. Oh, Tom Brady, him. Um He's went to Old Trafford, visited it, and decided he wasn't done visiting like visiting stadiums from the stands, and he wanted to keep playing. So this is the United effect, I guess. Um, maybe, maybe it was also just meeting Harry Maguire, realizing that if he's still allowed to play as a professional athlete, he should be probably be a professional athlete as well. So here we are. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that happened to United this week. The second biggest will probably be this Champions League fiction. It's one-one. They're at home. Um, remember, no away goals, Adrian. What do you make of this game? I mean, this could still go either way, right? It really could, especially since, you know, Atletico, I think that since the last time we talked about these two teams, it must have been a couple of weeks ago for the first leg, Atletico has really improved in that time. And one of the biggest improvements that they've had is just how good Juan Felix has been lately. He's really started to find his form. He's, you know, he had a ton of injury issues prior to this season, where I think he said last season he played for two or three months with a broken foot at one point. So he's healthy, he's in form. And when he is in form, I can speak as well as anyone on him that he can be an absolute game changer. And when you look at that back line with the guy that you mentioned, Harry Maguire, who I actually learned last week, his real name is actually Jacob Maguire. So he might need to start going by Jacob Maguire just to sort of get some of the heat off of him a little bit. It's a totally different guy. Um, but just with the things that you see happening with that back line, you start to think Angel Correa, Juan Felix, they have this good partnership going. Rodrigo DePaul played really well this weekend. So it does feel like Atleti, it might just be Atleti's vantage here. Now, the one thing that you mentioned, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo, he is coming into this very hot. That was probably the best performance I've seen from him this season at Manchester United. And it wasn't just the finishing, which the first goal was superb, a bomb from far, far, far out. Second one was the tap in, but still good positioning, obviously. And then the third was that towering header, very Ronaldo-esque. But it was also the things that he was doing off of the ball. He just looked to have so much more energy. He looked up for it. And uh, we all know how much he likes to play against Atletico Madrid. So it's going to be an excellent, excellent battle. Two Portuguese sort of attackers going head to head. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Of course, I will not be watching it, though. At least not live, because I will be taking on Benfica. But uh, it should be good. And if Atleti can channel what they did against Liverpool a couple of seasons ago, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good battle. We're going to get to Benfica in a moment. But before I want to ask Josh about Ronaldo, Ronaldo lost playing against Atletico, eh, Josh? He he does. Um, and I guess for anyone who who out there who doesn't know this, a fun fact: Cholo um, Simeone is my favorite manager. I just love everything about him. The the football he plays. Maybe not so much, but just his personality, like I just, there's just so much to love about him. 
but he's had his heart broken a few times by Cristiano Ronaldo. And I, I think back to, I, I believe the first leg when they played against Juve was a two nothing win for Atletico looked to be cruising or at least one point in that, the, those two legs, it was two nothing. And then Ronaldo came on the pitch and just, just changed everything. Cause that's what he does. He put up a hat trick, a similar performance to what he did over the weekend where he put up a hat trick. So that's something that's very dangerous, but I kind of like what Adrian was talking about with, with Felix as well, because something when you watch Atletico play, I mean, they, they took on relegation side Cadiz and to be honest, they got outpossessed and they, honestly, they got outplayed on Friday night. I watched that, that game as well, but I think Chow Felix is starting to understand that he needs to be a little bit more efficient when you're going to play in the Atletico Madrid system, because when you don't have that kind of possession and when you play playing at stronger oppositions, like a, like a, a Juve, like a, like a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, that possession is going to be probably around like the 30%. So he needs to be very effective when he has the ball. And he's, I think he's starting to mature a little bit. You saw it with Yannick Carrasco as well. He didn't like to adapt to Simeone's system before getting shipped out to China and brought back. And when, when this team comes under Simeone the way that they can, some, some special things can happen. We saw that throughout the course of last season. But I'm seeing a little bit more of a mature Chao Felix, which is I think is going to make things very interesting with this upcoming match. And I will be watching this one, I think, over uh, the Benfica one just to, to get the... Uh, Get get it down because I I'll be I'll be low key going for a well I'll be high key going for Atletico I think they're going to pull it off. I hope they pull it off too. Um, but I'll be honest with you, Josh, I'm not going to be watching that. Um, <laughs> I just think that I cannot pass up Ajax against Benfica, and we need to go and talk about Ajax against Benfica. Um, not easy results for either one of the sides, Adrian. Benfica won once against Vizela. Did I say that right? And then Ajax 2-3 win against SC Kambur um, away. You know, obviously they get the three points. But yeah, um, this is going to be a very interesting fixture. What's your expectations, Adrian? I just hope that it's just as entertaining as that first one, because I remember you texting me during that first one, just saying how good it was, because it really was. It was so open, so back and forth. And who doesn't love an open end to end match, right? Um, so I don't know. It's so difficult with Benfica because they've been so bad all season. And then they show up against Ajax in that last game and they actually looked really decent. And it just so happened, like you said, Ajax is not the Ajax that we are sort of seeing in, I would say about, you know, November through January or so, where they were just destroying teams, nine nil wins, etc. Now it's, it's starting to tail off a little bit. Um, I think there are some questions as to whether I believe Alvarez could be injured for the next match or he's a doubt or something like that. So, you know, it, with these one-off games, plus it's hard to look past. It's hard to, sorry, it's hard to, consider league form against European form because you do get these anomalies now and then while it is a good guide looking at the domestic form you do get some anomalies like Liverpool were very much known for that back during the uh, Rafa Benitez days they wouldn't be anything exceptional in the Premier League and then they go into the Champions League and they would be great so I'm hoping that Benfica can have that sort of situation because it's not looking like we're going to do anything domestically Um, but ultimately if you were to look at it, Ajax playing at home, Benfica going away has not been great. It's it's going to be really, really difficult. And, you know, if I'm being realistic and I take my heart out of it, the only sort of the only sort of outcome I can see is Ajax winning. But 
hey, maybe Darwin Nunez is in that sort of form where he's just unbeatable down that inside left. He uses that pace and that power that he has. Maybe Rafa, who at times can be a world beater for both Portugal or Benfica. Maybe he has one of those games where he's dominant. Maybe a Delta Rapt, like last time, I think he surprised us all, was very, very good in the midfield. If it all comes together like that, then of course we have a chance. But that's the thing. When you have to be perfect, it's... It makes it very difficult for you, doesn't it? It does. A um, couple of points. I mean, Darwin Nunes is incredible. Um, I think whoever lands Erling Haaland in the summer, the other teams that did not land him, he will be very high on their shopping list. I'm sorry to tell you this right now, Adrian, um, because he does have a ton of the physical attributes. And unlike Haaland, he actually seems to stay fit most of the time, which is something that I have some really big issues with when it comes to Erling Haaland because his, his injury history is just very long. Um, has played about 50% of the games with Borussia Dortmund this year and it's getting less and less every year. Um, a couple on another one that I was going to really quickly ask you uh, before I bring Josh in. Roman Yeremchuk, uh, I mean, Ukraine, this, Despite the world focus shifting as quickly as it does, it seems, um, people's attention span is very short. That war is actually still going on, believe it or not. Um, and Roman Ragyarmchuk, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, with the emotional stuff that's going on, this has him game winner written all over it, doesn't it? That would be the beautiful, beautiful sort of romantic thing to happen. Um, he hasn't played for us in a little while. He hasn't played, I think it was since that. I don't know if it was the actual match where he got applauded and it was a beautiful moment. But, uh, oh no, sorry. He did start the next match, um, but he didn't get a goal. And he hasn't played since then. He hasn't played since the 5th of March, if my uh, quick research is doing me any justice here. But yeah, it, I mean, I would love to see that. It would be beautiful to see that sort of a similar situation that we saw Yarmolenko have with West Ham this mm. past weekend. That was great to see as well. Um, but I think, I know, I don't know. I don't think that he's going to be the starter out there because it just works so well. You know what? Maybe he might because he came on, didn't he? And he changed and that he game for us against Ajax. Bit. Yeah. And he did. Day. So maybe they're arresting him for that purpose. It, it could go either way, but based on what we've seen of him this entire season, it was hard enough for him, uh, prior to all of the emotional duress that he's been under quite clearly mm. for what's going on in Ukraine. Um, it was difficult for him. It hasn't been the easiest sort of uh, transition to Portugal, but I would love to see it. And I think, you know, maybe giving him the start, we haven't seen him and Darwin starting together that often. So maybe a front three of Darwin, uh, Yaramchuk and Rafa could be interesting, but it all depends on what Verissimo goes with. Mm. Yeah, it's it definitely it'd be one of those storylines, right? Um, yeah. So keep an eye on that. Josh, do you have any final thoughts on this game? No, I mean, I just just thought it's going to be exciting. I mean, I just, like Adrian just said, I pretty if I had to put money on it, I'd probably put it on Ajax. I just think that they're they're a special team. They 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 work so well together. They have so many options to put the ball in the back of the net. I'm a big fan of Tadic. I think he's really rediscovered what makes him such an exceptional footballer since going over to the Netherlands. And Sebastian Haller, obviously, in incredible form. But yeah, I mean, Europe's funny like that. Teams, the teams you don't expect can go on on deep runs. Ajax was one of those teams when they made it to the semifinals and was a, a goal away from going to the finals. So I'm expecting it to be exciting. Expecting it to have a few goals. And for Adrian's sake, I'm hoping Benfica can put something uh, pretty special. My boy. Yeah, we'll see. Um, going, moving on to Juventus against Villarreal. Uh, another close tie, one-one. Um, everything's still in this one, right, Josh? 
Yeah, it, it is. But it, it's one of those matches that Juve have to find a way to get it over the line. I mean, they went up one nothing in the first leg. Per, they went up they went up one nothing one minute into the first leg with yeah. with Vlavic getting on the score sheet and after that they kind of I kind of saw them revert a little bit back to to old school Juve and Villarreal just kept putting pressure and pressure and pressure and then they eventually found the equalizer and it kind of seemed like Allegri was satisfied with that it's like um oh, it's like it's a good result one one and it's I just would have liked to see them approach the match a little bit differently like they had the early lead there was no reason for them to kind of invite that type of pressure they're in my opinion you guys a better team they're on an incredible form they could have not killed out that first leg but i think they could have had a better result going back home but still 1-1 like allegri did say it's not the worst result you're going to find it they should go through and they are they're on really good form i mean Murata putting the ball in the back of the net it's always a good sign vlavic has been incredible since coming over they have a lot of different avenues to put the ball in the back of the net and i'm excited to see what they can do I'm not expecting this to be a thrilling match, to be honest. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit gritty, but I do think that Juve have what it takes to put the put put it away. But saying that, man, they've just been atrocious in in Europe in the last five years, something like that. They just they just find a way to lose. Yeah, Adrian, you have uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, it is so finely balanced, isn't it? And Juve, not really the Juve that they once were. Um, things in Italy, they're top four only. I mean, they have cemented that top four spot pretty much, but far removed from, from the championship race. Um, then in Villarreal, you have a side that's very well run um, under Una Emery. Um, not really in the top four conversation either, though. So this is so finely balanced and it probably could go either way, right? It could. You know, we have to give Unai Emery his respect in knockout competitions in Europe because he absolutely deserves to have our respect in that regard. He's he's done things with Villarreal last season in the Europa League. I don't think many people really expected them to take that. He did it with Sevilla numerous times, so he definitely knows his way around a two-legged affair. Um, and Juventus, while they have improved greatly over the course of the season, I mean, they had that horrible start where they were sitting in 18th or something like that after two or three match days they started really really poorly but they're sort of in a transition themselves and Allegri was always a very pragmatic coach to begin with and you know I spoke to someone from uh, Gigi's Juve his name is Giuseppe he's a good friend of mine and he was speaking about how Allegri's main focus was to get balance in the team that's always what he brings up in every press conference is balance 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 and he wants to get the defense sorted and then start focusing on the attack and bringing in Vlahovic allowed him to focus on the attack a little bit more Vlahovic by the way was rested this past weekend so he'll definitely be or or at least for the first 60 minutes of the match so he'll be relatively fresh against Villarreal so you'd expect them at home to be able to sort of take it to Villarreal a little bit more. And I think the fans would expect that. But when it's Allegri, man, I mean, <laughs> you can't trust him to play an exciting match, can you? So I think that ultimately is its advantage, Juve. Um, they played well this weekend with Murata doing very well. He got a brace. Um, and uh, I would say they're going through, but they're definitely going to focus on the defensive solidity first. And it might not make for the most exciting match, but it's results-based football. And that's ultimately what all that Allegri will care about right now. Yeah, 100%. And I will ask all of you guys to, um, and include myself, I'm going to give my own prediction. We'll do predictions once we've done the preview for all the games. So um, sit on those predictions for now. We have one more game to chat about, and that's Lille against Chelsea. And... Let's talk about the positives first. 
or like the not political political stuff. So let's talk about Lille <laughs> because the moment we talk about Chelsea, it's going to be political. Um, and we're going to get to that because there's a lot to unpack. But before that, I want to talk about Lil real quick, Josh. This is a team that you co- follow very closely because of our man, all our guys' man, Jonathan David being on it. Um, two nil down. What's going to be the game plan here? I, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I thought Lil. I mean, even though they lost two nothing to Chelsea, I was I was expecting Chelsea to have a lot more of the ball. I thought I thought it was going to be like one of those 65, 35 possession games, chances going Chelsea's way. But I mean, it, it was a lot closer than that. I mean, possession was basically the same. Lil had their chances, no real big chances, and Ch- Chelsea obviously capitalized on theirs. And if I was Lil, I would just do a little bit of the same, but hopefully just be a little bit more efficient and, and find a way to to go back back in. You're going to be at home. I think that they're going to want to take the game to Chelsea a little bit. Chelsea's going to be a little wary being up 2 nothing, and just rely on some of the creative players that you have Jonathan David Bamba maybe if Yilmaz can find any type of form Lille can be dangerous and they've had their moments this season because they've it's been a real up and down season for them after after losing their manager Gorbanek I think has done a decent job uh, everyone thought this was going to be a bit of a str- struggleish season for him they're sitting in sixth in the table I believe now after uh, an okay result once again over the weekend but I, I wouldn't cross my fingers, but you, you never know. I mean, Chelsea has the experience. They, I think they have a, a very capable squad to, to see this thing out. It's just whether Lil can break them down. So I, if you're asking me, I, I'd probably think this is going to end up in like a, a nil-nil type of one nothing win for Chelsea. But you never know. And I'm hoping David can find a way to get on the score sheet because that'll make all three of us smile. It would. Um, I watched the game against Saint-Étienne on Friday. Um, it's just not quite there for them, is it, right now? Adrian, what do you think? I mean, Chelsea is just a juggernaut and you have to be 100% on form to beat them. That's for sure. And I think, and maybe while I'm speaking, someone could double check this, but UEFA has Renato Sanchez listed as injured for this match. And if that is true, that is a massive loss. That is true. That is true. So that is a massive loss to their midfield. He's been fantastic when on song for them this season. And I think that as if we speak about a midfield battle, it's going to be very difficult for them because Kovacic has just been so good for Chelsea. Jorginho in there as well. Kante, of course, one of the best midfielders in the world. So I think that that already you're sort of starting on the back foot. And I mean, if it wasn't difficult enough already at 2-0 down, I can't really see anything other than Chelsea going through with this one. I'll keep it short and sweet, especially with the form that Havertz is in right now. I guess, I mean, I saw you guys... Wow, I can't speak. I know you guys saw that goal from this past weekend where he just looked fantastic the way he patted that ball down. And, you know, he's been scoring goals for fun for Chelsea lately. It's been a slow start for him last season. But since he's been under Tuchel, he's gradually gotten back to at least close to how he was playing for Leverkusen. So, yeah, I I just think it's going to be a really, really tough night for Lille. We have to, of course, add that Kai Havertz overcame COVID, right? He had long COVID too. And... um that takes a lot out of you. So for him to find his form, I think it was always going to happen eventually that he is such such a generational talent. We keep forgetting how good he is. Um, and of course, he is going to be a key player. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. 
Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Guys, we cannot talk about Chelsea without anything that's going on at the moment. The match between them and Newcastle on the weekend was a controversy bomb, I would call. Um, of course, Chelsea involved in in this ownership change, I guess, if we call it. Uh, the latest news is, of course, that now the Saudis are looking to buy the club pool for 2.37 million pounds, billion pounds, 2.37 billion pounds, not million, billion. Um, and then playing Newcastle on the weekend, um, a club that is owned by the Saudis, a regime that on before the weekend executed 81 people on one day. It's a nice league that they have there in England, I have to say. Um, if you're supporting that, you should probably double check your your values at the door um, and leave them there because, um, you know, it's really hard to support any of this, what's going on and with any of the ownership groups. But Tuchel, and this is a remarkable, Josh, Tuchel with everything that's going on in the background and there's tons going on. There's the, the future of this club in doubt. We don't know who's going to pay the bills. Check saying we are operating day to day and yet they're putting in one result after another. I mean, the politics aside, and there's so much politics going on, what they are doing on the field is remarkable. It is. And and Thomas Tuchel is, is an excellent manager. And I had a really close eye on him when he was at Dortmund and, and saw the things that he did when he took over that team and, and turned them in, into a machine. And that's I know they didn't win the title, but they had a damn good season that year. And he's just he's just one of those managers that a, a team can get behind. And he's found a way to get this this group to flush everything out. He found a way to deal with the Lukaku situation. He found a way to get the best out of Kai Havertz to get this team getting results week in, week out. And he deserves a lot of credit for doing that. Now, I mean, with all that aside, everything that's going on in Chelsea, it, it is. It's really emotionally like draining to know that what is this club going to have in the future? How is it going to turn out? And then to put that all aside to still put in these type of performances, to still get knowing that there's so much to play for, maybe not specifically in the Premier League, but knowing that you're still in the Champions League performance, you need to get the players on the pitch, you need to get some cohesion going leading up into a big match against Lille. It, it, it is impressive. And I, I've always liked Thomas Tuchel. I liked him when he was at Dortmund. I know a lot of Dortmund fans don't like him just because of kind of the, the fallout that happened there. But I truly think he did an incredible job. And I think if he would have stuck around at Dortmund a little bit longer, which I don't really blame him for, for not doing that, I think he could have made the team even better. And he's clearly doing that same recipe with this with an impressive Chelsea group. Yeah, it's impressive. And Harvard's has been amazing. Um, Adrian, do you have any final thoughts on this game and maybe the politics at Chelsea as well? Uh, I think we spoke in depth about it last week already, but um, any anything that you want to add? As far as the politics go, not really. I think that uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on who the next buyer is, of course. There was some rumors that the guy who was purchasing them actually isn't tied to the Saudi regime. He's just a Saudi businessman, but I don't know. There's, right. there's a lot of because misinformation. Something like that exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of sort of info flying around at the moment. But as far as Tuchel goes, I think that 
you know, as much as it must have been frustrating for him, he did win some titles there. But going to PSG, I think, really taught him how to deal with so many different egos, how to deal with, you know, backroom drama as well, because Nasser isn't exactly prone or immune, sorry, to drama of his own at PSG. So I think that he learned a ton there. So going to Chelsea now, he's he's been a class act in the in the way that he's handled everything. And, you know, for me, he's he's part of those three kings of some of the top top managers in the world alongside your Guardiola's and your Klopp. So, you know, power to him and uh, we'll see how they do against Lille. Looking forward to it. Maybe Jonathan David will provide us with a nice little gift. Yeah, maybe he will. Um, On that note, the predictions. Um, Let's do it real quick to round it up. Um, Man United against Atletico. I think Atletico will do it. What do you think, Adrian? I'm going to go with Atletico as well, just because they've had a couple of, uh, of good matches lately. Juan Felix in form, the attack is looking good. So yeah, I'm going to go with Atletico as well on this one. Josh? Yeah, just simply because I like Atletico a lot more. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely back in Atletico. I think it's going to be tricky because they are the away side, but uh, I don't know. I got a feeling as well, so why not? All three yeah. of us are going for Atletico. I like it. No away goals, right? So 1-1 one, one is 0-0. Zero, zero. doesn't really True. matter. All you need True. to do, even a draw and extra time penalties, all of this is a possibility. And I know that once you get into that sort of territory, Atletico just excels. So, yeah, um, just a feeling. Ajax against Benfica. Um, sorry, Adrian, I'm going to go with Ajax. Um, I've just seen your Portuguese teams up playing abroad after a good performance at home. And I just usually know how the story ends. And it usually ends in tears. But what do you think? I mean, can I two-part this? Can I yeah. say head <laughs> is going uh, Ajax, heart is obviously Benfica. That's and fair. we're going to do it. Darwin Nunez, come on. Don't let us down. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Adrian. I just, I, just don't, I just don't know. I don't think that, that they are going to be able to do it. I think Ajax is just too good of a team. And I think that they have just a little bit more experience recently being able to go deep in these type of competitions. So I'll, fortunately, I'll be backing them. But again, my, my heart's with you. Lil against Chelsea. I, it's, I, I want Lil to overturn this, do the right thing. Um and get rid of this club out of the Champions League. Maybe, I, I actually think Chelsea should probably not be allowed to compete in this anymore, but uh, here we are. Um, I think Chelsea will probably go through simply because of the quality on the pitch. So I say Chelsea. What do you think, Adrian? Yeah, the exact same. Maybe if this team was under Galtier still, it would be a different story. Um, but even so, 2-0 down is tough to come back from. So I think, yeah, Chelsea, definitely. Josh? Yeah, like like I said, I mean, honestly, if I had some money to put down, I, I'd say like a nil-nil. I, I, I could just see a, a professional performance from Chelsea to see this thing out and just Lil not having enough to, to do anything about it. So, yeah, I, I hope Lil can pull some type of miracle with a Jonathan David hat-trick, clearly, but I don't think that's very likely. Yeah. The final one, Juventus against Villarreal. That's a really tough game to call. Um, whew, I think Juve simply because they're at home and Italian teams are so tough to play when they're at home. But I, this is one of those things where that's just like my first instinct. What do you think, Adrian? This is extremely difficult to call. It is really difficult. And like you can argue with yourself all day going back and forth between these two teams. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately... I'm going to trust in Allegri. I'm going to trust in the defensive solidity and the balance, as he likes to bring up. And I think that they'll just uh, maybe a 2-1 victory in this one. Josh, what do you think? Are, are we boring that that every prediction we're, we all agree with? Are we boring? I mean, in, yes, in the, this, boring. this, this boring. final one, this final one is really hard, though. I, I do. I, th- I, I definitely agree because Villarreal, last season under 
under Una Emery, who's, I mean, he's a Europa League expert, but I mean, yeah. he, he still can do it in, in a European Cup competition. So it, it's definitely don't take this for granted. And I thought there was a lot of disturbing, um, a lot of disturbing points to take away from Juve's last match against Villarreal because I just thought they didn't do a, a good enough job to see that thing out. So, I mean, I think it's wide open, but I just, I don't know. I, I just still think that Juve are on good form. I still think that they can find a way. But like you said, the away goal makes things interesting, but I, I'll be boring, I guess. And, and no, no, I'm not. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Villarreal. We need to make this somewhat interesting. Nice Villarreal one, will find a way. Good one. There All right. Go. Well, here we go. Um, our predictions um, quick quick episode this week we'll be back with a probably longer episode at the towards the end of the week uh, maybe even get Filippo in or an annoying American friend um, he can ruin this show once again but yeah guys this is it um, until next time cheers and bye bye <laughs>